In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we break down draft day number two. Then later in the show, we are going to talk about what are the Washington Capitals' big plans for Wednesday. And then later in the show, we are going to talk about the season that's coming ahead. What can we expect from this Washington Capitals team? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available on video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, the biggest news to start off this show is Vitek Vanacek has been traded to the New Jersey Devils. Um, and ultimately, the big thing, they, the reason they did that is so they could pick up another draft pick. Um, and they, in fact, turned that into another really a great pickup on the draft. Uh, we'll talk about that later in the show. But just to start off here, the Washington Capitals have, in fact, traded Vitek Vanacek to the New Jersey Devils. And, uh, you know, this is making it quite an interesting situation for the Washington Capitals. Um, as I talked about, it was slated to be Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov. It, it has been my contention that they were going to go with one of the two of those as the number two netminder. And then ultimately go out there and pick up that big name starting, that veteran netminder. Um, but now that they've traded Vitek Vanacek away, uh, the plot really thickens here, doesn't it? Because as we head closer and closer uh, to Wednesday, uh, July 13th, free agency, uh, there are not a lot of candidate candidates left out there for the Washington Capitals to pick up. I have heard rumors and I've had some inside information that uh, the Washington Capitals are close to signing a deal with Darcy Kemper. I guess that remains to be seen if that will in fact happen, but there have also been some other other big name uh, goalies that have been um, kind of attached to this organization, uh, Jake Allen um, as well. We're going to talk about those players later in the show, but just to get going here, we're going to talk about Vitek Vanacek going and, uh, you know, this is kind of one of those tough things. Um, I, I mean, I ultimately knew that they were going to part with one of them. Um, just based on the fact that uh, they didn't have enough money to pay both of them for one. And uh, as it turns out, they have a, had a master plan to flip those, uh, flip him rather into a really uh, great draft pick. Again, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. The Washington Capitals have traded goaltender Vitek Vanacek and the number 46 draft pick to the New Jersey Devils in exchange for two draft picks. Both sides announced Friday, Washington acquired New Jersey's number 37 and 70 second round pick in the 2022 NHL draft. The Capitals selected Vanacek, 26 years old, in the second round of the 2014 draft. In two seasons, he posted a 41-22-10 and 10 record with a 2.68 goals against average and a .908 save percentage in 79 games. 
Vanacek heads into the Devils, who finished last season at 27-46-9 and 7th in the Metro Division. The trade comes after or uh, shortly before uh, day two of the draft kicks off. And uh, that was the news that I had heard um, on Friday. And I first of all, I was thinking, you know, I all, all, the, all along, I thought they were going to end up going uh, with Ilya Samsonov. And in fact, they did. Uh, but now, like I say, this puts the Washington Capitals in an interesting situation. Um, I really kind of hope that they have someone up their sleeve uh, because if it was to start, the season was to start tomorrow, it would be Ilya Samsonov and Fukale or Phoenix Copley or uh, Hunter Shepard. So I guess the Capitals have um, a short period of time to kind of come together and decide who are they going to sign for that veteran netminder because I would sure uh, like to think that the Capitals aren't planning on going into next season with a uh, uh, a Sam Sanoff, a Fukale uh, tandem. I just don't think that that is the right idea. We saw what the, how the Washington Capitals did last season when they kind of went with an unproven commodity in the form of Vanacek and Sam Sanoff. So I think the Capitals would be served well to swing for the fences and go out and get someone like a Darcy Kemper or a Jake Allen, something like that, or a Gibson if they have to trade uh, with Anaheim. Because I think that ultimately, if this Washington Capitals team wants to make it to the next level, they need that number one elite goaltender. They need a number, uh, they need a Braden Holpe from 2018 out there to really right this ship. Uh, because, you know, the last two seasons, the Washington Capitals have seen inconsistency in the net mining department. And uh, just giving credit where credit's due this last season, uh, the Vanacek Samsonov tandem got them to 100 points. But ultimately, the weakness was shown in the first round of the playoffs where the Capitals were eliminated once again in the first round. And uh, that, that's what I'm talking about. The Capitals need to go out there and swing for the fences and go after that big name netminder. Like I said, I've heard some information regarding the Darcy Kemper coming to the Washington Capitals. Uh, seems pretty likely, but I guess we will ultimately see on Wednesday. As we know, none of those things can be set in stone until uh, Wednesday. But it is set up to be just a really interesting Wednesday, and I think that uh, the Washington Capitals will be active. And I don't think it's just going to be in the netminding department. I think they're going to try to shore up the defense. As we know, on the left-hand side of the defense, there are some holes there as um I believe that Schultz probably played his last game with the Washington Capitals. Um, and Lucas Johansson also recently signed a new deal. So you should expect to see him in the lineup as well. Of course, in the mix there is um, Alexiev. Um, and I guess we're gonna that's going to remain to be seen where he fits in. Um, we know that he's going to be out four to five months after that uh, shoulder surgery. So it is going to be an interesting time with the Washington Capitals for sure. Uh, we ultimately wish nothing but the best um, for uh, Vitek Vanacek uh, on the Wash or on the New Jersey Devils. Um, but uh, it's like I say, it is going to be an interesting time uh, for the Capitals to see who ultimately they end up picking up. The Washington Capitals are in the hunt for a new netminder and general manager. Brian McClellan said he is exploring all avenues from the free agency to the trade market. And now per, per reports, the search expands to Quebec per Sportsnet's Nick Algebra. Uh, the Capitals, along with the Toronto Maple Leafs, Edmonton Oilers, and other teams have reached out to Montreal Canadiens regarding goaltender Jake Allen, the story in Washington hockey now. Montreal likes him a lot, so unsurprisingly, the price tag is high. 
Uh, he added, Allen is coming off a so-so season with the last place Canadians going 9-20-4 with a .905 safe percentage and a 3.30 goals against average. Um, before uh, coming to Montreal in 2020, where he played 35 games or less over each of the last two seasons while posting a .906 save percentage overall, Allen was with the St. Louis Blues for seven years. There he went 148, 94, and 26 with a .913 save percentage and a 2.50 goals against average. Rather, he has a .911 save percentage over the course of his nine-year career, along with a 168, 126, and 35 record and one Stanley Cup. And, you know, I, I, that is a netminder, I guess. I'm not really picturing on the Washington Capitals. I think that for me, um, what it comes down to is it comes down to a Darcy Kemper or it comes to down to a John Gibson. Uh, but I do think that they need to go out uh, and get that big name netminder out there. And uh, some kind of um, upsetting and, you know, a bit sad news, I guess, is that uh, it's um, speculated out there that Braden Holpe played his last game possibly ever in the NHL. He's had some lingering lower body uh, issues, so it's uh, it's really hopeful uh, that um, you know if he does if he can come back that you know maybe there's a remote chance that he could come to the Capitals. But all reports are pointing to the fact uh, that he probably played his last game with the Stars and perhaps ever uh, in the NHL. And it's just a bit surprising to me because it you know for me it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that uh, he was an up and coming player for the Washington Capitals. You know, I guess time flies ultimately, but um, I will always revere him as one of the best uh, in the Capitals organization as far as the netminder is concerned. And I guess that's not saying anything, you know, out of the ordinary there. But I think that Holtz uh, should definitely probably have his jersey uh, retired uh, when it's all said and done. Because, you know, if you think about just the really great moments, you think about the 2018 Stanley Cup, you think about the save. There's just so many great moments uh, with Braden Holpe on this Washington Capitals team that uh, I think that would be the only right thing to do. But, you know, before we heard about this lingering injury and the rumors of him um, retiring, there were uh, the talks between Braden Holpe coming back to the Washington Capitals was really starting to heat up a little bit. So it's just kind of unfortunate that uh, Holpe can't come back and try to make one last run with his team. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe try to just, you know, get them over the top and get them in the right position, um, you know, kind of in preparation for Fukale or Shepard uh, down the road. But uh, alas, that does not seem like that is meant to be. All right. So after the break here, we are going to break down all the different players that the Washington Capitals drafted. Where do they fit in and what is the grade? You know, how did the Capitals stack up against other teams in the NHL? We'll talk about that. But first... Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for a couple months now, and it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your ener energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. Now, I personally use it because I have uh, young children at home, and I could use that extra boost of energy 
So here's some facts. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting great. Supports better sleep quality and recovery supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best thing. Athletic Greens use the best part products based on latest science and constant product iterations and third-party testing. So the importance of a multivitamin is that Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin. It's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months when we don't get much sunlight. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance so to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals. In this edition, in this segment, we are going to go over the different uh, draft picks that the Washington Capitals picked up. This was an article I saw in The Athletic, and uh, they kind of just break down the different players they picked up, where they fit in this with this Washington Capitals team, if they think it was a good pick, and then I'll give you my thoughts on what I think of these different picks that the Washington Capitals picked up. The Capitals draft is complicated one to great. I think Ryan Ch uh, Chesley uh, is a good player and will help the Caps down the line. This all comes down to Ivan Miro Shinchenchenko. If he recovers as a player and a person due to his health concerns and gets back to who he was a year ago, the Capitals could easily have one of the better draft classes. If not, it's hard to see too many NHL games from this group. So just to start off here, and you got to thank Joe B for this as he kind of broke it down phonetically. So I'm going to try to attempt it. It is Ivan Miro Shinchenko. Um, he was the one that the Washington Capitals picked uh, in the first round. And, uh, you know, there are some question marks on about him, you know, his health and that kind of thing. But uh, when they talked to Jason Service uh, and the, uh, the rest of the medical staff, they looked it over and they said that he is good to go. Um, as far as everything that they know right now, he is fit and ready to play. Um, he is a couple years away from playing with the Washington Capitals in the press with Brian McClellan. He had mentioned that there he has one year left in Russia, so he the Capitals are going to allow him to honor that. Um, and I think that's good for him on doing that. And that will also give the Capitals some time to kind of gauge his recovery. Uh, he, is he, in fact, going to be ready for the NHL? But I think that it was a really solid pickup for the Washington Capitals. Uh, as I talked with the guys from Locked On NHL, I think that he is kind of setting himself up to be an Alex Ovechkin 2.0. Both of them are Russian. He is, they're both left wings and both like to score from the left circle. I think that, uh, you know, this is the Washington Capitals having their eyes on the future uh, by signing Miro as he goes by for short. And uh, I think that uh, just, you know, before his cancer diagnosis, he was considered a top 10 candidate. 
And uh, just from talking to different doctors, it has over an 80% curable rate. So the arrow is pointing up for Miro. And uh, I think that he will ultimately fit in well with this Washington Capitals organization. I don't know if he's necessarily going to get thrust right into the big team on the NHL uh, when he does transition back uh, over from Russia. But uh, I think that, you know, I guess that's going to depend on what season he has next season in Russia. And uh, maybe it is for the best that uh, considering what's going on with Russian relations with the United States, especially when you hear the issues that, you know, like Kaprizov and those guys have had about trying to come back over to the United States. So how they rank him here is he his tier middle lineup player, skating um, average, puck skills average, hockey sense average, compete level uh, average. His shot is high end. So, you know, kind of what they've talked about with a lot of these Russian players, if you take a look at Alex Ovechkin and just a lot of the players uh, that come over is um, that they are more offensive minded. If you take a look at Alex Ovechkin and like I talked about Kaprizov, some of the deficiencies and, you know, Alex Ovechkin is a great hockey player, probably will be revered as the best of all time. If, you know, he's going to be the greatest goal scorer of all time to be sure. But if you're going to pick a part or if you're going to take a look and pick one weakness of Alex Ovechkin, generally speaking, people talk about uh, his defense, um, but you know his 50-plus uh, uh, goals scored every year kind of erases a lot of that away for me. But a lot of these young players, they don't have that luxury of um, you know just getting away uh, based on who they are, uh, having a deficiency as far as the defense is concerned. If you remember the Dale Hunter years, I know that um, Ovechkin and Hunter sometimes were sandpaper personalities because if you remember Dale Hunter's uh, how he was, his uh, philosophy was a good defense is a good offense, and he wanted players laying in front of the puck. It was crazy times for the Washington Capitals. If you remember Dale Hunter after the Bruce Boudreaux years, uh, you'd have the likes of Alex Ovechkin and stuff just laying in front of slap shots. Th those were some interesting times. It got the Washington Capitals to the playoffs, but ultimately uh, I'm glad that the Capitals have moved on from uh, that kind of play. So the background on Miro is, is he played all season up versus men in Russia's second tier league in a regular role before his season ended in January due to being diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. He scored one goal and two points at the U24 Nations in November. He was the captain and a leading player for Russia's U18 team when they won Helenka Gretzky gold. He scored six goals and eight points in seven games at the U18 World Championships the previous season. He originally intended to play in Muskegon of the USHL instead of Russia. The part the last uh, part two of the seasons, he ran into a visa issues. So here's the analysis on him. Miro is a player with all the attributes you want in a top NHL winger. He's got good size and strength. He's a strong skater. He's highly skilled. He can make plays and he's highly competitive. His shot is a bullet and can be a weapon from the flank on a pro uh, level game. He can beat defenders with speed. He can get pucks through legs. He can create at uh, at evens and on power plays. He has a bulky frame and he can play a powerful style game. He has the tools, the track record, and the projected top line winger. But given his diagnosis, he has been placed in several tiers below due to the significant uncertainty in his future. So, but as far as Miro is concerned, um, I think that, uh, you know, I think that he, as long as his health and everything improves, I think that uh, he will fit into this Washington Capitals organization uh, just fine. 
So then the next pick on here, and this is why ultimately the Washington Capitals traded Vitek Vanacek away, was that they had a player um, that they hope was going to be available. And uh, if ultimately, if they didn't trade Vitek Vanacek away, they probably would not have landed with this player. The next one is Ryan Chesley at number 37. After making a surprising trade and shipping out Vitek Vanacek to move up to the second round, the Washington Capitals didn't hesitate, taking defenseman Ryan Chesley at number 37. And as heard his name called and pulled the Capitals jersey over his head, he felt automatic relief and excitement. The six foot, 195 pound blue liner has last spoken to Washington at the 2022 NHL Combine and said he had a good conversation with the team. He left with a little bit of an idea that the Capitals would select him, but wasn't too sure. A really cool moment, Chesley said. I knew they liked me as a player and a person. I didn't exactly know uh, what that? What I was going to do, but I had a little idea. He revealed uh, this is in a story in Washington Hockey Now. Chesley was among the top players remaining up for grabs. He was ranked number 18 among North American skater and is coming off a strong season that saw him dish 12 goals and 17 assists in 59 games with the U.S. National Team Development Program. He also got elite prospects votes for the best neutral zone defender hardest hitter and their third best defensive defenseman available. And, uh, you know, this is what the Washington Capitals are looking for. This is exactly what the Washington Capitals are, are looking for. They're looking for a young players where they're getting younger and faster and uh, a great defender. And if you take a look at him, I think that this fits really well into the Washington Capitals plans. The right-hand shot plays a hard-hitting shutdown game, and he's not fun to play against in his own end. He is great at positioning and doesn't shy away from laying his body out, and he can also win puck battles in front and then alongside the boards. He can also block shots, kill penalties, and pressure the opposition, which helps him break up plays and force forwards to the outside. Um, so, like I say, just a really great option, and I think that the Washington Capitals did do the right thing by pulling the trigger on Chesley here because, you know, th this would have been one of those top-tier defenders that they passed up on. So good on the Capitals for doing this. I give them A++ marks on this. Offensively, he is a creative player who can start the breakout and make smart passes. He also possesses a good point shot and can work well on the power play. I would say I'm a two-way puck-moving defenseman who has ability to shut down any player at any time, Chesley said, adding that he models his game after the likes of Ryan McDonough, Jacob Slavin, and Charlie McAvoy. Uh, wow, those are some really great players to look after. And then also he said John Carlson, too. Actually, he did that with some prompting from some of the uh, Washington Capitals beat writers. In 59 games the past season with the U.S. NTDB, he dished 12 goals and 17 assists, along with an impressive plus-minus rating of uh, minus, excuse me, plus 44. In addition to that, he played in 26 USHL games, picking up five goals and 10 assists. Um, he also wore the A for the team in the USA U-20 uh, uh, World Junior Championships and had five points in six games. So I think that this is just a really sol solid pickup. It's an awesome program, he said, that I'm really excited to get going with this season. Just take it year by year and see how things go, Chesley said. So to all the people out there that were wondering, and I heard quite a bit of different things on Twitter, why would the Washington Capitals trade Vitek Vanacek well, in order to get that draft pick, 
they had to trade with New Jersey who had those drafts picks in there available to them. So they traded, you know, it worked out for the Devils. They got Vanacek. The Capitals ended up getting Chesley in the process and they got a top tier defenseman and uh, just a really great pickup for the Washington Capitals. And I'm really uh, thanking them that they ended up doing this because, you know, like I've talked about at, at length here, the Capitals have to have their eyes on the future and uh, I think it looks a lot better with Chesley on the team. All right, so after the break here, I'm going to continue to talk about day number two and who the Washington Capitals picked up. But first, betonline.net is the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including betting, esports, and scores. And if you guys want to make a game that much more interesting, say it's horse racing, say it's something that you're not that interested in, put some money on the game and see if it doesn't pique your interest. I've done it. It works for me. And Bet Online is a perfect way to do that. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals as we are breaking down the draft uh, in this uh, last second here and what the Washington Capitals did in day number two in their biggest move that they made. I know that Miro was uh, the top draft pick in day number one, but I am really excited um, about Ryan Chesley uh, for the Washington Capitals. Uh, if you take a look at the report on The Athletic, this guy just doesn't uh, like to rate guys that well. He rated him average in every regard, uh, but I think that uh, Chesley will be a great uh, addition to this team. So the next one is Alexander Suzdalev. Um, he is a left wing. Um, he is six foot two and 177 pounds. So Sudosalev is a Russian born player of dual ancestry who came up playing in Sweden and suited up for the Sweden internationally this season, while also being a productive scorer in the Swedish junior league. His skill and creativity are what will interest the NHL teams. He shows excellent puck skills to create offensive and unique ways. He is a strong passer, but his IQ shows up both in terms of vision and his overall creativity with the puck. The talent is highly intriguing, especially in a six foot two frame, and his game can lack pace and effort, which you'll need to improve to have success versus the pros. But, you know, again, we're getting a little bit further down the draft. That's number 70. I do think that, uh, you know, he's probably a ways out, but you never know. He might make a great addition to this team. The next one is Ludwig Person. Um, he is uh, six foot, 178 pounds. Um, so Person was a highly productive player in Swedish's junior league this season and passes the SHL games over the past two seasons. Uh, two seasons for Frölunda. He played in a tournament for Sweden's U20 team this past season in April. He was a notable part of the U18 team in the 2021 season. He is a quite uh, quite dangerous inside in an offensive zone. He's a highly skilled winger who can make crafty plays through defenders. He shows a very good vision to make tough plays off the perimeter and combined with a strong shot, he's able to run a power play 
He is a great junior player, but given his average size and foot speed, there are questions on how his game translates to the pros. And, you know, he again, another raw talent in the Washington Capitals pipeline, a left wing. We'll see where he fits in. Maybe he's going to have to put some time in with the Stingrays. You know, that's fine. These guys can, you know, cook for a while. They don't necessarily have to get thrust uh, into action right away. Well, that's kind of the way the Capitals would prefer it anyway, um, is to just kind of have them ready when they're ready. We don't want to just push these guys into action. The next guy is a center, Jake Carabella. Um, he is five foot 10, 172 pounds. Carabella was an important player for Gulaf, who played all situations for them and was a big part of the power play. His skill is the thing that stands out most when you watch him. He has slick puck skills, showing great ability to control the puck under pressure and beat defenders with hands despite not possessing great speed or reach inside the offensive zone due to his creativity. He can generate quite a few chances and moves the puck around well. He lacks size, but he works hard. Um, the PK doesn't shy away from battles. His major issue um, for the NHL will be skating as he lacks the ability to separate versus better players. So again, you know, another raw talent, a center in the Washington Capitals organization. Um, the next one on the list is Ryan Hoffer, right wing. Uh, he is six foot three, 181 pounds. Ryan Hoffer is a re-entry prospect with good size and compete and some skill. But whether the pure talent level is high enough for the NHL is the debate of the game. And now we're getting down to 181. So we are dealing with players that, you know, are younger and they are going to take some time. We are not talking about a Miro. We're not talking about a Chesley. We are talking about some players that are probably quite a few years away from being ready for prime time. Uh, the last one here is David Gucciardi. Uh, he is six foot one, 185 pounds. Gucciardi ha has intriguing talent. He's a strong skater with a good skill level and has a hard point, one point shot on his best shift. He can pop and make an impact. His decision making is questionable, though, and he needs work on the defensive side of the puck. Again, these were uh, the the thoughts of the athletic as they went over that. So I'm giving you what their grade is and what my grade is on that. So just taking a look at that, of, of course, Miro and Chesley, those both get high marks with me. I think that they are probably a couple years away, you know, from being ready for the big time. I think that between Miro and Chesley, I think that Chesley is uh, probably the player that's going to make it on the Capitals first. Um, I think that he is, uh, you know, the Capitals are in need of that young defenseman going forward. So I think that uh, that he will be uh, a good fit for the Washington Capitals. As we go down the list, um, as, as far as the other players that I listed earlier, those players are a ways out. So that's some raw talent. You know, a lot of these players might not even end up playing for the Washington Capitals. Uh, their prospects, you know, at this point, their draft picks. Um, some of them will, some of them won't. Some of them will move on to other teams. Um, it just really kind of depends on what happens there. But all in all, I think the Washington Capitals did a good job. Um, it's, you know, a little upsetting that uh, Vitek Vanacek is gone. It just kind of leaves a lot of question marks. But I ultimately think that the Washington Capitals do have something up their sleeve. Otherwise, I don't think they would have parted with Vitek Vanacek. 
And I know that I hear a lot of people say, well, you can't really say or talk to anyone before Wednesday. Well, there's some fine lines there and there's um, some wink, wink, nod, nod that goes on there. You know, sometimes they talk to these players before um, and uh, they just get kind of a good gauge. You can also talk to their agents and you can kind of talk to some other teams um, as far as interest is concerned there. So I do think that the Washington Capitals did an excellent job in the draft. Um, and I think that uh, going forward on Wednesday, they do need to solidify that number one netminder. Whoever that may be, it has to be an upgrade, but they do need to pick up someone um, because right now it's Samsonov uh, is the only uh, starter on the Washington Capitals organization. So you got to think that the Capitals have someone in mind. Uh, as they go into Wednesday. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on every everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. And uh, once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals on tomorrow's show. We are going to talk a little bit more about what are the Washington Capitals going to do on Wednesday, July 13th. What is their greatest need? It's goaltending, of course, but are there other needs that the Washington Capitals have? We'll talk about that, that uh, talk about that then. Once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, and I'll talk to you next time.